I suppose this is episode one of uh, Seek Your Strength Podcast. This would be the prelude or prelude. Prelude. <laughs> um, so originally we had ordered this equipment maybe two weeks before we got to Romania with the view of having one or two podcasts done before we got to Gabriel. So we wouldn't be quite as autistic. Yeah, just but, so we can actually talk. But it didn't get there. And it was an Irish website as well. So we didn't get it. So we recorded the Gabriel the podcast with Gabriel Sinclair on our phones on and Clarence I think had we had uh phone recording it, two phones recording it. Two phones recording. We had a camera recording it. And, it and then we had a mic attached to a laptop. Yeah. So it's a bit echoey. Yeah, it's not um, great. when you take a listen, but it's not terrible. No, it's just the best we could do. This is much better. Uh, we have a H six N Zoom. Or no, what is it? Is it Zoom? Yeah, it's Zoom. Yeah. Um yeah. And we'd originally planned to do a podcast that we're going to do now, which I suppose isn't really a podcast as such, it's just more of an introduction to yeah. Seeker Strength and how we got started and why we got started. Um, so Let's get started. To, yeah, Dara's going to introduce me and then I'm going to introduce him. Uh, so Gurf's real name is Owen Murphy. Sure is. Uh, he started weightlifting when he was around 18, wasn't it? Just 18, the week I turned 18. Yeah, so he had done out in a shed that's just over there yeah uh he'd, he'd done like a lot of uh just actual lifting things yeah exactly. uh, yeah like strict overhead presses and stuff and then went to well uh i can actually remember uh just on the strict press i uh remember i had f- so the first time i strict press 50 kilos is in that shed there and um i failed it 50 kilos like and uh, I was just going on a, a date with my girlfriend at the time when I was like 15. <laughs> our mother was collecting us, obviously. So uh, I ran out to the garage and I struck pressed 50 kilos. So, so you ran from this shed here up to the garage? No, no, I ran from the house here just before I got ready. Yeah. I was strict pressed 50 kilos and then ran down to the car. <laughs> this is just an honest story, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the advantage of having a home gym. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're going on dates when you're 15. Papa's got to eat. <laughs> um, so you started training in UL, then it was under Carl Bird, was it? Yep, about two weeks after I started in UL. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did you find his coaching? Uh, it was very good, obviously. Yeah. I got very lucky. Yeah, all yeah. The place I in think the we both did. Yeah, for sure. Of all the places in the country, I could have ended up in, like, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> definitely could have. Um, so looking now, yeah. you're working kind of biopharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. You're numbers are bigger than they've ever been sure um and now you've been to like european juniors european seniors um yep and just training away training away running seeker strengths which hits <laughs> takes a lot of time fucking does <laughs> holy shit um so dara i met him in 2012 i'd say so maybe my second year of weightlifting in ul and dara was a lot skinnier well wait were you back then I think I got down to like 87 because I was like 108, 107 when I played rugby and then got the, back down. The definition of ass to grass squats was Dara Fitz. Yeah, ass to grass and wobbly knees. Yeah, wobbly knees. Yeah, like that's it. Like, I met Dara when he was kind of weightlifting and Dara asked me what I thought of small off. I hadn't talked to him about two months. He'd just been training the platform and he asked me what I thought of small off and I told him. <laughs> He told me with a blank face, no. <laughs> and nothing else, just blank face, no. And then walk away. And that's so how we became friends. Um, yeah. One of my friends at the time was actually coaching Dara. Uh, yeah. Dara started rugby when he was 
Six probably seven. Five I'd say Five or five Yeah And he got uh, Too too many concussions Yeah Shouldn't we all <laughs> So he had to give up rugby Yeah And he started uh, Sports and exercise science In UL And Was it for the module Or, or did you just want to start weightlifting No I had started um, Like a month after I stopped playing rugby Like so Oh you started weightlifting Yeah I started in, in CrossFit Cork And kind of just fell oh, in with yeah, there yeah with their classes and stuff and then oh, I'd say it was three months later I started training under body yeah um, just unbelievably lucky again like you to get just in with the right people at the start and yeah um, UL was a bit of a, a mecca back in the DA boy yeah it's Clarence, like the opposite of what it is now pretty much yeah Clarence has been training there and uh, Cahill Bird one of the most prolific Irish weightlifters definitely who we actually should have in the podcast he'd be a great guest I think he's been to nearly more Definitely more weight competition, international weight competitions than the other Irish weightlifter, I'd say. Yeah. Um, he might have good stories about me when I'm younger. That I can't Definitely. remember. Or I didn't think we're funny, but... We could get Paddy on, but he'd make both of us cry. Yeah, he might do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Fitz, you got very close to... You were always kind of doing like 91, 25, were you? Um, I was doing... In the few months I did CrossFit, I kind of had it in my mind that I wanted to do 101, 20... So I think under potty, I went from having maybe a 90 kilo clean and jerk to like 120 within, definitely, I started in September and it was definitely before Christmas I got it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it took a good bit longer then to get the snatch. Uh, just over a year and a bit, I think. Um, you did the odd competition as well, a few... Yeah, yeah, I did a few Cork Opens, a few Monster Opens, stuff like that. Just, I don't really get anything from competition. Yeah, not for a weight of thing. I suppose your um your true calling was rugby and I suppose Yeah. Like it's it. very hard to get Yeah. For me, I think I find it hard to get really hyped up walking the, out in complete silence onto a platform. Because of the brain injury? Or the Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was used to competing it was like it's not so much you meant the people at the match, but more you're like standing fifteen people in front of fifteen people mm-hmm. and at least one of them wants to kill you. Yeah. None of that. Well, there might be a main thing, but you'll never know. Yeah. Uh, that's the exact opposite of what I liked about main thing was that there was everyone was watching you. Yeah. It was kind of all on you. That's what I hated about team sports was that just if you if um if you did shit like you you it was all on you you could no but it wasn't on you it was the problem like you couldn't rectify it yourself like you couldn't oh yeah you yeah, couldn't yeah. really make a change like yeah no matter how much of a star player you are there's only one of you and. F- 13 or 15 of them in football. Yeah, that's a good point. And that was, it was Gaelic football you played, wasn't it? Yeah, and but mostly I hated it as well. <laughs> I just didn't like playing it. So that made nothing better. It's like. that classic Irish thing of like, yeah. your family are in the GAA, you so have to do it, like. you'll have to put down eight or nine years at least of training twice a week. That's the thing. See, like, I'd, um, I'd, I'd got a black belt in Taekwondo when I was just turned 12, I think, or just before I was 12. And then I gave up that and... See that was really that was I re- was really enjoying that because I was by myself, but then uh, th- I'd been playing football since I was six or whatever. Like should yeah, I, see, I'd, I'd been watching like Bruce Lee movies and stuff and like Way to Fist and stuff and Fist of Fury and all that shit. Yeah, and uh, our Way to Dragon. It's unbelievable with the people who say like that those movies are the reason they got started. Sure, he was a fucking weapon of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very charismatic. Yeah, and uh, I just I remember we'd gotten uh, flyers at school leaflets. Of uh, Taekwondo starting in the the community hall or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I was like, her balls deep in kung fu films. <laughs> so I did that. You used to be able to do a full box splits. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Where's uh, that mobility now, Gurf? Long gone. <laughs> long gone with my fucking inflamed hip flexors from sumo deadlifts. Um, yeah, it's mad. You boxed for a while as well, didn't you? A little bit of kickboxing yeah. during that as well. And um, No boxing. I, uh, I did want to start boxing, but um, it was kind of too far away. I think when you're at that like early teenage as well, you just you want to do everything. Yeah. And then you can't train four times on a Tuesday evening. Yeah. That's the thing, like yeah. say like it had been a twenty minute drive, which now as an adult would be no big deal, but when someone has to drop you, wait for you, and collect you and yeah. when you're doing other sports. And your mother's after doing that twice already today. Yeah, she's you know, it's they I think one of the main reasons though was that they didn't want me to do it is because of uh, brain damage. Which Brain what? Which is something I really <laughs> appreciate now, I think. Yeah. Um, see boxing is like it's mostly head whereas in taekwondo kicking is mostly to the the chest and stuff so you get over that like yeah and there's a lot of like competition karate and stuff that there's no impact yeah like whereas boxing it's like full impact yeah. three weeks in strap on your headgear and go yeah so getting back to the the podcast the pod- anyway and the introduction where yeah where we're going uh what seek is going to be like i'm not sure if you've heard of us or not we provide online coaching and online programming and we're basically doing this podcast to have a bit of crack. Yeah. Um, this isn't really like, this isn't um, a way of us disseminating any information for our programs or anything. Go to our Instagram channel for that. Yeah, that's what the Instagram channel is for and um, potentially the YouTube and stuff. But this is, this is mostly, f- the podcast is a way of uh, people getting to know us, I suppose, a bit more personally than through text. And it's also a way of, we just want to do podcasts with cool people who we'd like to listen to definitely like it's got we've had the kind of honor of sitting in the same rooms as a lot of big names in weightlifting yeah um so it's party lillis party lillis definitely yeah sarah driscoll sarah driscoll <laughs> teddy nine yeah so we're, we're really kind of hoping to just get some cool interviews with people who wouldn't usually sit down and yeah and answer questions like the ones with hopefully we can do a bit of um you know kind of long-form conversations with people like the one that Gabriel was more of an interview because yeah. obviously the lang- bar- language barrier is uh, it restricts uh, kind of a good flow of conversation. Yeah, definitely. Whereas with people, hopefully with like um, maybe Scott University now if we get him on or yeah, um, or else some other hard. mystery guests who are big in weightlifting. Yeah, or like um, curly haired people. Um, yeah. Like so, with Arthur, there was a, we had a, we did the No Lift podcast a few weeks ago, and the, it was a good flow of conversation. Definitely, with yeah. So. It'll be a mishmash, but who said um, be the change you want to see in the world? I, I don't know, Gareth. Someone said that, and I assume they were talking about podcasts and <laughs> get the good guests. Yeah, they said in the late uh, 1300s, but I think they were talking about podcasting as well. But who's your man? Um, who was that fellow that predicted the future? Who wrote that book? Um, Nostradamus. So oh, I yeah. I think he said, um, watch Seek a Strength podcast. Listen he did, it. actually, yeah. Yeah, he did. So back on track, in a, um, so obviously we've been in the same university, um be kind of friends yeah there was no talks of anything like this i'd kind of had no real interest in coaching and you had kind of finished up coaching as cross well yeah like i'd been doing crossfit coaching and then i was kind of going into just weightlifting coaching um and and then it all came together over one weekend we went to visit william yeah we went to visit one of our friends who was a weightlifter and then we'd gone and seen Derek had opened the gym in bandon and uh kind of later in that weekend We'd actually so what originally what happened was so we'll call we won't call it seek we'll call it seek strength but it wasn't called seek strength 
it was we didn't have a name for no, it. No, we not any name. We originally were just thought of um we were thinking of both of us are interested in doing some kind of business venture and we thought originally that we were going to do some kind of supplement. So we started with ZMA. Yeah, we started with a general sleep supplement because we thought because one of the few supplements that we had any interest in was ZMA. It was both something we found worked. And um we 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 kind of looked into that. And what happened? What happened to ZMA? Why um I think we basically it was when we started researching it online. Uh, for us to just buy the raw materials was as expensive as most of the kind of top companies yeah. would sell just ZMA for. The other thing was that whole thing that there was no gap in the market. Yeah. Um, and that's where we were really searching for, like back then, back at the start, just trying to find something that none of us are really big into supplements. Yeah. But there were so certain things like sleep aids and stuff we thought would really be handy for us. I suppose there's a difference between, I I think of it too as well, when you say supplements, you immediately think of like uh, creatine or whey powder. You think of things with big flashy labels thinking, that yeah. say like bigger, faster, stronger. On yeah, like um, supplements also mean things, so it's like uh, obviously ZMA and D3 and stuff like that. So then we we kind of, after a little bit of research into ZMA, it became apparent that it wasn't a good idea. So then we kind of segued into exogenous ketones, beta-hydroxybutyrate. Yeah. We actually got... This progressed very far, actually. So we yeah, it went all the way to getting that sample from China. So we'd originally, we'd contacted suppliers from China. And they emailed me last week. Did they? What Hello, did they friend. <laughs> <laughs> they, so what happened? So we um, paid hydroxybutyrate is the exogenous ketones, the form of ketones that you can take. Um, there's also ketone esters, which are much more unstable, but exogenous uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate, BHB, you can take it in a powder. And so at the time, even two years ago, was that two years ago or three years ago? Two years ago. September two years ago, yeah. There was, I think there was barely two companies doing it. So there was a company who had a flavoured and then there was another company who had it unflavoured. And so... Just as a quick side note. Yeah. If you're going to buy this yeah. or take something, <laughs> buy it flavoured because yep. it tastes like ass. So there's... There's different versions of uh, BHB that you can get, like bound to magnesium or bound to sodium or bound to uh, calcium, I think. So we'd gotten, uh, we we figured sodium would be the best. So we got the unflavored sodium flavor, and there's actually a video on my Instagram. We should be cutting it in somewhere, somewhere around here. Which tastes absolutely horrendous. I don't know if any of you know uh, about uh, diorolite, but it, it tastes... Like diorolite, except 10 times worse. 10 times worse. So we'd... We tried the um, BHBs, um, they, so sodium, and they tasted horrendous. So then, we, so our idea was to sell sachets of BHB, but flavoured BHB, so you wouldn't yeah. be able to taste it. Just so one use. One use, so one sachet. And the science is evolving even further, and it, there is definitely uses for it. Yeah, definitely. And um, so we, we were going to flavour with like uh, FRS and vitamin C. Which completely covered up the flavor. If anyone's actually using exogenous ketones that are yeah, flavored, it was definitely the best flavor you used. Yeah, vitamin C. You won't taste it at all. And um, so we're we ketones seemed like something that um, we could justifiably sell to people without feeling like absolute snake oil salesman. <laughs> and um, so then and if anyone takes that idea, we'll free. be coming after you. <laughs> no, feel free to take it. Cause <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be pursuing it. Even now, no. there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more. Uh, f- supplements out there at BHB and yeah stuff. that would have been a nice gap in the market but at the time it was just so much red a red tape and 
kind of different things to jump through like yeah unfortunately in ireland um the so we also another problem was we were contacting the what's it called in ireland the food authority is the yeah was it under like the hse it doesn't matter we contacted the, the, the food regulatory authority in ireland and they literally were like the what bhb they had the fucking clue no. what ketones are so there's been no listing the listing stopped around like 1984 or something yeah so yeah, yeah. After that had to be proved and you had to have scientific research to back it up and because it was coming from china we had to have an independent lab test of every yeah uh, so we contacted the supplier uh they'd sent us did we get flavors with that or not? We didn't. No, they gave us a price to add flavors. Yeah, so we got. Um, they sent us a couple of kilos of unflavored PHB bound to sodium. And um, when we say a couple of kilos, it was like seven kilos of yeah, white powder of like, in Ziploc bags that came in a, a cardboard box. So also, when they were shipping us this this PHB, right? They asked us, was it okay if we call it a different uh, compound? Because when it's leaving the country, there's certain regulations, and they said it'd be easier for them and us. So when they sent it to us uh, as a different name, and I, I can't remember what the other name was, but I think it was, it was like Glucan number one or something. Something completely random. Like we don't even know if it was safe for human consumption. So we contacted labs to test it for us, and we contacted a lab, and we'd gotten the samples. We had our BHB sample. And we had our, our lab all kind of set up. And then I, it just kind of... Just kind of petered out. Yeah, like we kind of realized that it was... the Like even startup capital would have been... Would have been huge. The uh, profit you make wouldn't have been... And that was the other thing with the company. We didn't want to be kind of screwing people yeah. out of a load of money. So yeah. by the time we sold it at a price we'd be happy with, mm-hmm. we would have made like three euro a... Like it, it, it most likely it was BHBs because of the price they were sending it to us, and we would have had it to be selling. Maybe it was like twenty euro a sachet or something, or fifteen euro. Yeah, it was it, like ten or fifteen, I think, a sachet. And like the sachets were, I think it was something like ten grams or something or less. And like you need to take ketones, exogenous ketones, like three times a day or something. Yeah. So the prices would have been astronomical. So we and the more we investigated uh, exogenous ketones, the more we realized that this the studies at the moment in the science was kind of hit or not hit or miss yeah. but it was kind of it's by no means conclusive yeah that's it that's, yeah, it yeah. was not conclusive so we kind of we talked about doing online programming and coaching and stuff and we we're both kind of like um, Cause, yeah it was that time we were just sitting down and you kept getting people asking you about your program yeah kept getting it yeah. and then at the same time I was like Jesus I like coaching weightlifting but mm-hmm. I can't be in the gym every day yeah so we 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 kind of we segued into into the program then it was kind of a natural evolution it was yeah. never we didn't really sit down one day and we're like we're definitely gonna do this it just kind of the ketones kind of fell away and then we ended up really focusing on this and um it was it was very natural the way it happened i suppose yeah um we just knew the startup capital would be huge yeah and it wasn't a kind of big arena to be getting into yeah and obviously the programming arena was was um was something that uh, was obviously massive already like for powerlifting and weightlifting strength training for crossfit and stuff like that there's obviously we were getting into a fairly not a saturated market but a fairly competitive market definitely competitive yeah but we felt we felt very sure in what we knew about programming and our ability to help people whereas with the ketones and stuff we were kind of we didn't feel that confidence like we 
we no. have to read the research and stuff but we were by no means experts and it, it didn't seem like uh, it didn't seem right in fact it comes no to do it. no whereas then when we took over or started concentrating more on the programs we really kind of started getting our flow right and yeah um we were both very very confident that mm-hmm. the product we'd be putting out would just be like the very very high end of the market yeah um and then we kind of contacted a few more people got a web developer online yep who's still with us at the moment and is probably incredibly frustrated yeah 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 but i suppose it, it, as the kings keep evolving like every month we have more stuff to add and more stuff to change yeah and even something we could tell them two weeks before we could just suddenly change our mind or we might get a different idea and it would just evolve so that website is finally nearly up i'd say hopefully by the end of this week or next week it should be ready and you should be able to purchase your programs without having to contact us directly but obviously we encourage you to talk to us yeah still send us dms if you have any questions if we try and you'll see the kind of uh question and answer videos we have up on the you are the instagram channel already yeah we've by no means any issue with people contacting us ask us some questions yeah um, and we won't immediately try and sell you everything we have uh that's another thing as well which we are really trying to make an effort to do is that if you have any any problems bar injury questions any 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 question related to performance any kind of uh anything to do with strength training any aspect of it or hypertrophy or anything like that or weightlifting technique don't hesitate to ask us because no, we semester, and a lot of time we'll reply of yeah oh we have a video on that it'll yeah. be going up in the next few weeks or a lot of times we'll just answer so message me directly or seek strength directly or dara and we answer absolutely everyone who messages yeah without any like regardless if you're on the program or not we just answer everyone's questions yeah a lot of times we'll make a video out of your question because a lot of people will have the same question and it's very useful for people to see yeah and let us know as well um in the comments if you think those videos are useful or if you have any other kind of things you want to add in actually um i'd uh, just thrown up a load of q a and instagram there there's a lot of good questions so we might just pick maybe one or two of them yeah and then we'll make a video to rest of them but is there anything else to say before we kind of finish up this introduction to Seeker Strength? I don't think so. Just stay tuned. Um, the kind of big reason we had for starting the podcast is because we can get kind of some information out to you, but mainly that we have a lot of bigger guests. Yeah, we want we want to like we want to interview the guests that we would like to see as well, and we want to get the information from them that that you'd maybe never find out. And if they do short Q and As, you might not learn from them. Yeah. Or sometimes their uh, English might be the best, and a lot of people are English speaking, or are going from their first language to English to try and understand what they're saying. Yeah, and also there's just no place for this information to be sometimes. So hopefully we'll try our best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and we're tr- we're trying to yeah. put them up every week or two. Yeah. Um, and we'll try and be fairly consistent with it. If you do have questions, send the questions in. Yeah. Um, the podcast with Gabriel will be up in the very f- near future. Um. We just wanted to kind of do this one first, give you guys a rough idea of what we're about. Um, and the Instagram is at Seek Strength. Okay, so we've unrelated to the podcast. Okay, this is actually a good one. Um, where did the name come from? Okay, so this <laughs> took us longer than we would care to say. But it took about six months. I think easily six months. Easily six we months. We had finalized on a name. Yeah. Probably ten times in that six month period. It was um and nothing was right. Primal strength. Yeah, it was primal. So we'd gotten a logo made. We'd gotten and for, we'd searched everywhere for it to see if anyone used this. And so one day I was just um 
I think I was I was using Fiverr, so you can hire like people to do things for you, and uh, nothing nefarious, just over above board stuff, <laughs> and um, to make the logo. And I just had a quick search, and then two like MMA gyms and like a strength conditioning gym and like a personal trainer showed up on yeah. Instagram. Like this had taken us a long time to fucking yeah 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 yeah. Like we just randomly text each other throughout the day, and we were like, oh, there was everything. Yeah, there was like. Latin names, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we let we went through dozens or hundreds of names, like just easily hundreds, easily hundreds, it's like every names. day for months. Yeah, a lot of times we hit really good names. We were like really like that one, and then it was like no, we can't use that. Sometimes. Then it was, were we out one day? I think we were out, we were out uh, stalking deer. Yeah, one day. so we we're out deer shooting. Yeah, um, on like the side of a hill, mm-hmm. and Garf was in the pasture seat, and he goes, "Oh, what kind of deer are these?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, these are Sika deer." And then Griff's head kind of tilted back. Mm-hmm. And it, at the same time, we're like, we we should call yeah. it Seeker Strength. It just sounded perfect. You would like, I, I can't express upon you enough that if you think of a name, it's almost certainly gone by now. Like yeah. people, people will have like. We went through like every Greek god. Yeah. Every like any famous. Latin, any Latin name. Yeah. Anything you can think of. And like the last thing we wanted to call it was one of our names. Like we didn't, we wanted a brand more than a, a personal thing. Like Yeah. So I think after about six months we fucking we finally, it finally clicked. Yeah. So is there any other podcast related questions? Um there's some very good questions here. Griff's just scrolling through the list. Um oh, that's a very good question actually. How do you go about training kids as little as ten years old? We should definitely do a video on that. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely do a fairly extensive podcast on that. There's just a few brief things. Yeah. Griff, do you want to go first? I suppose the first thing is uh, a study like there's been a lot of conclusive studies over this but there was another one like a meta-analysis of all these studies came out recently and the number one thing you should do with young athletes is diversify them in sports because injuries go up massively if you specify at that age but I think and I'll let Dara take over then yeah so hang on if you're training kids and weightlifting you need to be really specific yeah it's it's kind of like an oxymoron uh, what science will tell you is you want to get them into as many different sports um be sure they're having fun when they're doing it they're not overtraining. Mm -hmm. uh they have like a huge base of kind of physical literacy so they're able to throw they're able to do things with both sides yeah uh their mobility is good they have good like kind of speed work but then they're not afraid of picking up heavy things weightlifting from what we've seen Mm -hmm. and from what kind of other people who are very very high up in, in international weightlifting say they start as young as possible. Yeah. So you're talking about starting it from the age of eight, like six or eight upwards. Mm-hmm. And then they're hyper specific. Yeah. So they're kind of making the assumption that by the age of eight, mm-hmm. from their PE in school and from the stuff they do outside of school, that they have a level of physical literacy that won't yeah. disable so, them later on. So if you're lucky enough uh, to have kids just come to you for weightlifting, let's say, I assume it's just weightlifting this person is talking about. Yeah. Uh, try figure out if they're doing loads of other sports. So if they're playing football and they may be doing athletics and they're doing like um, some kind of martial arts or gymnastics or ballerina or yeah. some shit like that, you can be very specific. Then if you even have them once a week in your half an hour or whatever, you can be really specific. Just snatches. Yeah. Just clean and jerks. Squats. Squats and pulls. Yeah, anything at all. Like it just has to get used to the movement. Yeah. Because weightlifting things all about fighting fires and they have no fires at that age. There's nothing to address. Yeah, it's just perfecting the movement. Yeah. The thing then, once they kind of get yeah. upwards in age, when they're 10, 11, 12, yeah. one very interesting thing that Gabriel actually said, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it was in the podcast, mm-hmm. he said, strength is the most important thing. Yeah, at that age. 
Um, and we see a lot of coaches mm-hmm. where we're from and a lot of coaches around the world. Mm-hmm. They kind of shy away from strength work. At that age, we has, for whatever reason. Yeah. And then they kind of, it ends up that by the time the kid's 14, they've probably done 100 snatches. Yeah. Whereas they should be doing 100 snatches a session. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it is much harder to kind of gain that bit of strength later on in life as well. Yeah, definitely. To build a good base. And then you, it might not even be, it's harder to gain later. It might be just that it's a lot easier if you have the strength earlier, you can use it better. Yeah. And when you're made of basically, your brain is made of like a mushy plastic at that age, you can just, you can figure out all that. You can figure out how to be really strong and apply it to your lifts. Whereas if you take it up when you're 24 and you've never done any sport, it's kind of like your brain is like pretty shit. That's the other thing that kind of people coming into a CrossFit gym and they they see guys like Gurf or Clarence and they're snatching one like 55, 160, 170, 180, 190 and then they're attempting to do something at the gym that's taken 20 or 25 years to get right like you know mm-hmm. it's, and it's not always a thing that you you probably won't ever get to that level which is it sounds harsh but you can definitely get better too Oh, you can get a hell of a lot better, but you're not going to get to the, the Olympics. Just bringing back to the question as well: if those kids aren't doing any other kind of weightlifting or any sorry any other kind of sport, you need, you'll have to spend the first say, even hour session. You have to spend the first half an hour of say two hour sessions a week. You'll probably have to spend the first half an hour session if they're by themselves or with a group, playing loads of different games like yeah. really athletic games. Like you know that game with the beanbags. Yeah, you the beanbags yeah. In the middle, and you gotta or you have to bring all the beanbags back to your side or whatever, yeah. or the most beanbags or whatever or jumping or like an obstacle course where you jump along yeah just rings. very simple things and like yeah body literacy like just yeah feel like do things that they enjoy yeah um like it's scary the amount of people i'd see when i'm coaching in the gym now who are 35 or 40 and they can't sit down in the box yeah and then to see them standing up out of a chair yeah they look like a 60 year old you know that could also be that they've been weightlifting for 30 years and they're fucked i think that's very different because they wouldn't be in the gym i know what they feel like <laughs> Um, hopefully they answer that we'll do a shorter video for that for the channel just so other people can um, yeah. uh, is there any more so Syncreon's interview we'll have that up soon we just wanted to get this one done first So we didn't want to just pop up online as two yeah. random people with no context um. one thing we've had a lot of success with in kind of youth athletes is um, they'll start off with a warm up and it will be some sort of kind of game based exercise then they'll get into something like uh, squats with a technique bear squats with a stick or else depending on how strong they are squats with a 15 kilo bear you'll then do that for that next kind of quarter block then they go back into general games again but it'll be kind of a strength based general game where they might have a wall ball and they have to run with the wall ball or they might have to do lunges across the gym but they're kind of passing a ball between them mm-hmm. and then you go back in and you finish with some kind of specific thing yeah. so it's just it's mixing it up while getting the specificity there and if you can encourage them to do other sports outside of weightlifting at the time uh, it's good martial arts are a, just a thing or anything yeah just yeah. more movement um, there's not really any other kind of ones jumping out of me here that would be good for the podcast I think but um, I think we're going to leave it here I'd say. I don't yeah, think there's that's else. perfect thanks for tuning in yeah um, so at Seeker Strength on Instagram and eventually uh, hopefully by the time this is up or a few days after it'll be SeekerStrength.com yeah so Sika is S-I-K-A and then just strength yep I think that's good perfect thanks guys